welcome back to the Long Distance Work Life, where we help you lead, work, and thrive in remote and hybrid teams. I'm Marissa Eikenberry, a fellow remote worker, and joining me is my co-host and remote work expert, Wayne Tremel. Hi, Wayne. Hello, Marissa. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am uh, swell, actually. This is I, I think this is going to be a fun conversation. It usually is when we talk about pet peeves. But that being said, we had some of you send in pet peeves about meetings specifically. And so we're still continuing to dive into those, including in this episode. So I'm going to start with one that we got from Facebook from Brianne. And it says, it's been three years since the pandemic, and I would have better luck demanding that someone procure me a unicorn before getting every single team member on a call with their camera on. So I know that we've talked several times about if it's a town hall kind of situation, not everybody needs their cameras on. But what about if it's a team of three or four people and you're wanting engagement? Like, what can we do to get cameras on? Should we be trying to get cameras on? Oh, man, this question. It's so funny. Before the pandemic, we pushed and pushed and pushed. Put your camera on. Put your camera on. Get people to put their camera on. And then they did during the pandemic some begrudgingly, some willingly. And we were then lonely. it's kind of because we're desperate for yeah. human companionship and any port in a storm is fine. But then it's kind of reverted. And I'm going to say there are two parts to this conversation, right? The first part is, are there advantages to being on camera? The answer is, of course there are. Of course. Right. And it's funny because most people like seeing the other party. They just don't like being on camera. Right. Now, it is true that the larger the group, the less value there is in seeing everybody. Because we are working from home, it's also possibly true that depending on time zones and what's going on in the place that you live and work, that there may be distractions and things going on that don't work really well. You know, I just got back from the gym. You know, the kids are running around. It's lunchtime and I've got to eat. Nobody needs to see that. All of those things are the kind of excuses that we get. And you need to stop and say, why don't I want to be on camera? Some of it is... You know, if I'm trying to present information and out of the corner of my eye, I see four people all kind of answering emails and visibly checking notes. Well, there are two sides to that coin. The one coin, the one side is, yeah, it's this whole thing is mostly going to be me talking and it doesn't add a lot of value because most people are going to be passively listening. So do I need to see that? The other side of that, of course, is if you can't be trusted to pay attention and focus when the camera's on you, what makes you think I am going to trust that you are paying attention when I can't? Right. I mean, to your point, like I have heard about, I don't agree with this, but I have heard about people who, when it is, you know, a town hall type meeting and maybe it's something where they don't have to have cameras on or whatever, they're posting pictures on LinkedIn of, oh, look at me cooking dinner while I'm listening to this town hall or something. And like, that feels weird to me. I'm sorry. And that might be an unpopular opinion. Well, it gets back to something we spoke about a week or two ago on this very podcast, which what is your responsibility? (laughs) You you are allowed to work from home. You are 
uh, being asked to do certain things and certain things are inside your bailiwick. I have a kind of rule that if I wouldn't do it in the conference room with everybody there, why would I do it? Absolutely. When I'm working from home, do I, you know, if I'm in the conference room, do I check my phone more than I should? Sure I do, but I'm also there and I'm, you know, at least paying some attention to the person who's speaking. If you are turning off your camera because you don't want to get busted doing something, why are you doing something you don't want to get busted for? Right? Like use your head. Yeah. I mean, one quick, oh, somebody sends a, a Teams message and you respond real quick. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about that. What they care about is if you are very obviously not paying any attention, Right. So this comes, does the camera need to be on for all of this, right, is the mm -hmm. question. Well, I think that, again, where does it add value? Where it adds value is seeing people reading their body language. So on team meetings, for example, uh, I'm a big fan of everybody has their camera on at the beginning. Everybody says hello. Everybody greets everybody. And then as the meeting goes on, you know, if you need to eat, if you <laughs> have something going on, right, then there's no need to be on camera because it's stressful being on camera for an hour and worrying about where do I put my hands and, oh, look, I'm paying attention, but I need to look like I'm paying attention. Right. Or like, I really yeah. am writing notes about whatever this is, but I don't or, want to look like I'm not paying attention. Yeah. God forbid. I'm actually looking up and referring to something that we're talking about. Right. I, I mean, you are a machine when we are on meetings. If we just, everybody, the dual needs, screens. A everybody <laughs> needs a Marissa anyway in their life. But, you know, if we're talking about something and somebody said, when was that meeting that we had? 30 seconds later, up in the chat, Marissa will have the answer to that. She's quite wonderful about Thank that. But if the camera was on her all the time, you see a lot of her looking off oh, yeah. to the side doing yeah, stuff. You know, I got a screen here, but I have a screen here too, which is usually where I've got whatever I'm looking up. Right. But if I'm paranoid about whether or not Marissa's paying attention, that could be sending the wrong message. Mm -hmm. Some of this is what is the responsibility of the audience the responsibility of the audience is to pay attention to contribute to the work to do you need to be on camera all the time no you don't and if you constantly refuse to be on camera if this becomes a thing at some point why right why don't you want to be on camera? Why don't you want to help your teammates connect with you? And Well, I don't want to. It's not a good enough reason. It's not a great reason. Stop being a baby and turn your camera on. <laughs> now, again, do you need to do it all the time? No, this should be something that is discussed and agreed. Mm -hmm. If you are doing a brainstorming meeting where it's really important that people see each other and make sure that we understand what the other person is saying. My rule generally is the bigger the audience, the less important it is that the passive audience members be on camera. The smaller the group, and this goes back to the richness of the communication, the smaller the group, the more active the discussion, the more we need to 
collaborate and cooperate, the more I want to see who I'm working with. Absolutely. Well, and we talked about this off off this uh, recording, but it was this idea of, you know, well, I, I don't want people looking at me. I don't want my boss to see me, even if it's on a one-on-one. And it was like, do you walk into a conference room with a bag on your head? Because if you don't, <laughs> like, then what are we talking about? And and it also is part of the res- your responsibility as a worker. Mm-hmm. I mean, the most common thing is, well, I'm not really dressed to be on camera. You knew there was a meeting today. And if yeah, it's an impromptu one, okay. But yeah. like. If the boss says, I need to talk to you for a second. And you say, well, I'm not really camera ready. And she says, I don't care. I just need to talk to you for two seconds. That's a different conversation. Right. But if you know there is a meeting at 10 o'clock in the morning and you're still in your pajamas. Get a pajama top I'm going that looks to like get a blouse and be done. <laughs> I'm going to get judgy about Good. that. Do it. Particularly if there are people in the office who have had to shower and dress and commute and do all the rest of that stuff. And again, you only need to be dressed from the belly button up. How lazy are you that you can't put on a shirt with buttons when you know there's a meeting? Right. Well, and in the interest of time, I'm going to pivot a little bit to our next question, but it's related to what we're talking about. So Mike McBride from LinkedIn says, you know, it's not necessary to have a screen full of people who are clearly reading and responding to email while others are presenting information. Just record the presentation and ask for written feedback so we can all go back to working. So, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this, asynchronous before. Yeah, we've never this talked about actually video. When, when you told me that this question was coming, I actually got jazzed because it's a conversation that we haven't had on this podcast and is worthy of discussion. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to kind of take this in a couple of parts. You know, a bunch of people aren't paying attention. The message obviously isn't that riveting. They're probably making announcement of some kind. Does that need to be a meeting, period? Right. And right. that's, and that's and, a good question. And these are the same people, though, who say things like, I just survived another meeting that could have been an email. Right. And when we talk to the managers and say, everybody says this could have been an email, why did you hold a meeting? And their answer in all seriousness and with tears in their eyes is because nobody reads the damn email. I was on a meeting once, thankfully not for this company, um, but I was on a meeting once where they sent a Google document that they wanted everybody to read. And because they could not confirm that people were going to read the document, they had a meeting where they literally verbatim read the document. Now, granted, I wanted to take forks and poke my eyes out, but I understood why they did that. Right. So again, do we need a meeting to make this particular announcement? Possibly not. But what was really interesting at the end of Mike's comment is, can you just record it, send it, and ask everybody to acknowledge that they've seen it? Well, we know that that's no guarantee that anybody has actually read or understood it. And it does, though, raise the specter of we're really big on asynchronous communication. Mm-hmm. right? Send chat messages. Uh, people don't need to respond to written things right away. You can communicate this way. You can contribute to meetings. You can do things. What we haven't talked about is asynchronous video. Which has been such a big topic lately. 
Well, it's funny. It's a big topic now. I remember 10 years ago, people telling me that video email was going to be the wave of the future, that you would push a button and the camera would come on and you could say, hey, Marissa, I need you to do this, this and this today. You know, if you have any questions, give me a call, click send. And it was clunky and it was huge and it never really caught on because it's time consuming right. to do that kind of stuff. But now that we work in a hybrid world, now that the bandwidth and things aren't nearly the problem that they used to be, and the fact that everybody has cameras on their phone and you don't need a, a great setup to do that, is there value in making a richer form of communication than another email? I know one organization where every morning the manager records a one, two minute video. Hey, good morning. I'm out of the office today. Here's what you need to know. If you need to get to know me, you know, you can reach me here. And by the way, don't forget, we have a meeting on Friday and I need everybody to read that thing. Okay, fair. And it's very short, but she sends that out every morning. And yeah, you can do read receipts and you can see if it's been clicked on. You can see who read it. You can do all that, you know, semi-fascist <laughs> documentation stuff. But if you develop a rhythm mm -hmm. and if people demonstrate that they do, in fact, treat these messages seriously and do take the required action. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad idea. It's something to think about. Slack, for example, could not be easier. Yeah. They even add captions to the or uh, transcripts to the video. I don't remember when they did that, but like there's another accessibility point that isn't there in a regular meeting usually. Yeah. I mean, I'm not walking around with subtitles of appearing. <laughs> of course on my shirt, although Lord knows I probably should. So we have these forms of communication. People are becoming more and more comfortable, certainly generationally. People FaceTime and do all kinds of things video-wise, TikTok. So it actually asynchronous video is something worth exploring. You know, even if it's a Monday morning, hi, it's Monday, here we go team, how are you, right? Or if you want to send a quick message to your boss, right? Hey, I've got a question. Can we do this? You, you know, it's just, but it needs to be short and it needs to be easily accessed, which means it needs to be a link in mm -hmm. Teams or Slack, something that no matter what their device on, they can click it and watch it. The more hassle it is, the less valuable it's going to be. Well, I was going to add on to this too, because I mean, you know, we were talking about video and this idea of like some people are like, er, I don't want to be on camera or whatever, which we've already set our pieces on that. But I do know that some of these platforms also allow audio clips too. So maybe whatever you're talking about, you don't need it to be a video to your point, you know, hey, I got a real quick thing for my boss, but it's way easier to explain it than it is to type it out. Here, I'll just send an audio clip really quick. And then you don't even have to mess with the video part at all if you didn't want to. The problem with that, of course, is that we have an entire generation of these darn kids with their rock and roll and their Foo Fighters who don't listen to voicemail. 
which again, there is no excuse for that. It is a tool. It is an expectation of the job. You don't like it is not a legitimate excuse. Okay. But as the, one of the kids with their rock and roll, if I'm not listening to voicemail, wouldn't I also not turn on a video too? Which is where Mike's point about accountability comes in, right? If you don't want meetings that don't have to be meetings, mm -hmm. if you say, I'm not an idiot, just tell me what you want and I'll do it, then you'd better do it. Because if you don't, we are going back to entire meetings where I read the memo to everybody. Well, and I can't help but come back to this idea too. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the idea of here, I'll watch the video in my own time or I'll listen to the audio clip in my own time. Like I get all that. But regardless, the, the time is spent either way. If it's a 20 minute meeting or a 20 minute video that you watch asynchronously later, it's still 20 minutes that you have now spent. So it's like, is it better if it's already scheduled and you're quote unquote forced to do it? Rather than, okay, yeah, I'm going to try to make time in my schedule to watch this 20-minute video at some point. Which I think sometimes might also be why some of these videos and audios and things like that don't get watched or listened to. They don't watch videos, but they don't read the email. <laughs> and they don't pay attention in the meeting. I mean, if you are blithely ignoring communication that's on you. At some point, that's a performance management issue. Right. If your boss is sending emails, if your teammates are sending out emails and you start every meeting with, I didn't see that. Right. Well, how do you expect that your job done? <laughs> yeah, that's a performance management issue. At that point, you are not taking your responsibility. The rest of the world can only do so much. We can and give you all the tools. <laughs> We have all the tools at our disposal. There is no excuse for not getting a message anymore, mm -hmm. except time and attention. And that is on you and thus endeth the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We could wax poetic about this forever, but I'm going to Or whatever go it is that we're waxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh <laughs> Yes. Um, so anyway, I do want to thank Brianne and Mike for sending in their pet peeves for meetings. And we have a few more that we're going to go into, and I'm so excited to get to those as well. But Wayne, thank you so much for talking to us about these two very important topics. And listeners, I hope that you got a ton out of it. And thank you for listening to the Long Distance Work Life. For show notes, transcripts, and other resources, make sure to visit us at longdistanceworklife.com. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, be sure to like and review. This helps us know what you love about our show. Feel free to contact us via email or LinkedIn with the links in our show notes. And let us know you listen to this episode or even suggest a topic or a pet peeve for Wayne and I to tackle in a future episode. And if you haven't figured out by now, Marissa actually pays really close attention to that stuff. It's we, true. <laughs> we are digging what we're hearing from you. So questions, pet peeves, vicious personal attacks, bring it. Yes. Follow me on all the social media. I, uh, yes, <laughs> I will bring you on the show. If you'd like to learn more about remote teams, order Wayne and Kevin Ikeberry's new book, The Long Distance Team. You can learn more about the book at longdistanceteambook.com. Thanks for joining us. And as Wayne likes to say, don't let the weasels get you down. <laughs>